welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talk about tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. This week, we're talking about something. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. Usually, this is where Chris types up something for me to say about the topic we're going to talk about, and I read it. Sometimes well, often not. Rude. (laughs) This week, Chris didn't come up with the topic, so we're just going to talk about something. But first, as always, we're going to thank our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Dog, and The Gift of Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Find them at thegiftofgames.com. Also, a huge thank you to all of our other patrons. Um, you can join us on Zoom to talk about old tech, which was our topic today. That is Monday nights, 8.30, tabletopgametalk.com slash live. And join our Discord, join our BGA group. I promised last week... I don't know if I promised, but I mentioned last week that I might uh, give out some more games this week. And that didn't happen because, you know, life. This topic was almost going to be day jobs. That's that's what I was going to title it because I often, you know, whatever I'm thinking about at the time is the topic. But we'll get into that later. Uh, anyway, how are you guys doing? How was Jenny saving? How was how was stuff? Fletcher, how was your weekend? How was my weekend? Oh, man. It was good <laughs> no and it was actually really something. long yeah it was it was long and um fairly uneventful but that is what, exactly what we needed carmen and i just had thanksgiving by ourselves and that was perfect and we didn't want to do anything else we didn't want to go crazy no family come came over we didn't go anywhere it was just the two of us did you have like cold cut turkey sandwiches no i i i, I smoked a turkey We did the whole thing. All right. You just, with just the two of you. With just the two of us, yeah. Um, Yeah. I had the best ham that I ever had for Thanksgiving dinner. And I went back (laughs) and I just kept eating more and more and more of it. I'm like, oh my God, this ham is so, so good. And then about, I don't know, I would say three hours into the four-hour dinner, I realized that it was turkey. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's so good. Wait, what? So it was it was almost it was like in a in a catering pan, right? So it was, but it was just sliced up meat. But there was dark meat and light meat, and the dark meat looked like ham. So when I took some of that and I ate it, I'm like, oh, this is Wait. really, really good. And and I knew there was oh ham. Gosh. There was actually ham right next to it too. It's just a different kind of ham. Um that was actually <laughs> yeah, ham ham. Actually came from a pig. <laughs> yeah. Um, your more traditional but ham. The more traditional <laughs> ham. But the turkey this ham, ham was, comes from was pig. really, really good. <laughs> and I kept telling everyone how much like, oh, man, I've never had ham this good before. And it turns out I just never and had turkey just that good before. smiling and nodding. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Christopher Dong says, ham is red. Red turkey probably shouldn't be eaten. And you're right. But the dark meat, the way it was cooked, it had that kind of red tinge to it. And so that's what threw me off. But um, I don't know. It was just amazing. The, the turkey was so good. I just kept I, I like that you can't tell the difference between turkey and ham. I knew there was a difference. I just don't normally eat ham. So it just didn't occur to me that that's what I was not eating. And <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that turned out. So Kitty, did you smoke any turkeys? Um, No. And my son is going to be very disappointed because he kept trying to convince my mom to make ham for Thanksgiving dinner. And she's like, no, we have turkey. And now I have heard from multiple people who had ham at their Thanksgiving dinner. My kid is like mad about it now. It's like, <laughs> and my mom is very much like, no, we have ham at Easter. We have roast beef at Christmas and we have turkey on Thanksgiving. And that's it. <laughs> that's your meat. End of story. Yeah. I can't say- so my kid I've has had- to wait till Easter for ham. Yeah, I've had ham for Christmas. I don't think I could have ever had roast beast for roast for Christmas. Roast beast, roast um, beast. That is often what it is called in my house because that's what they call it, and how the Grinch stole stole Christmas, um, which my mom is a big fan of. So, roast beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys play any games? Yes. What'd you play? <laughs> I played Herbaceous with um, my brother and my older sister and my mom. And we learned something new about the rules of Herbaceous. Two things, actually, new about this game. <laughs> There's but only the funny four one, rules in the game. It's not a difficult game. And my sister is acting like, you know, I'm teaching her how to play Twilight Imperium. Like, this is, <laughs> you know, 
she does not like learning things, but she was being a good sport for the most part. But the first like line of the rule book is everyone has a green thumb when playing herbaceous. Relax and enjoy this beautiful and elegant game of picking and potting herbs. So he kept joking that my sister was breaking the rules because she wouldn't relax. <laughs> um, I think that's so that, right. that was fun. So, was that the first thing you learned about the rules or was that the third thing? <laughs> that was the f- the fun thing we learned. The other thing we learned is that you can pot the special herbs in the glass jar differently than we thought. Me and my mom and my brother, we're all point maximalizers. We are like, I will not make the suboptimal move just to score points until it is my absolute last choice. So, you know, there's a a one, two, three that you can put in that jar and you can put up to three cards to score points. And so we always thought you had to put in a one, a two, and a three to get those points. But it turns out you can put in any of the three herbs. Uh, you just don't get the herb biscuit unless you put in a one, two, and a three. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was bothering me, too. I know. Everyone out there now, <laughs> you know. Now nah, we know. But I did play a game. We took it seriously. We played three rounds. I won twice, and then my mom beat me by, like, a lot. We, I brought my, so I have, it turns out I have a go bag of games, which is, like, <laughs> a duffel bag made for board games that I can just pick up and take to casual family events. And one of the games in there is the crew. I, I put the crew Mission Deep Sea in there. So we played that game with my sister-in-law, Kelly, and her, my niece, um, Lexi, and Sydney and I. Uh, we started actually played three-player to start with, then we played four players. Um, also, I need to do a shout-out to uh, Evie and Aiden and Emmy, and turns out most of my family listens to this podcast. So hi, everybody. <laughs> um, and I guess while taking a bath and going We're to sorry. bed. So that's odd. But no, 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 all is good. Um, but anyway, so, so we played the crew. We played probably for a couple hours. And then I'm like, okay, you can keep this game because that's what I do. I play the crew. People fall in love with it. And then I say, you keep it. And then you can play it and pass it on. So now I need to buy another copy of the crew because um, I gave my last copy away. But it was worth it. And and it was either that or... I continue or... to play Marvel Snap. Sorry. You played Marvel Snap? I continue to play Marvel Snap. Yeah, I actually... Um, a few of my nephews have been playing it and I just opened it up and I'm going to close it right now because otherwise I'll get distracted. Um, so yeah, I've been playing it and what am I at right now? Level card level collection level 354. Wow. You're going quick. I just keep pressing the play button. (laughs) (laughs) That that tends to help. What is my collection level? 246. 246 is good. Kitty, what are you at? I stopped playing after last week. What? I don't know. It just didn't keep my attention. I told Sydney that she needed to play because you played. And if you played, then it must be worth playing. And she's like, eh, whatever. And now that you stopped playing and she listens to the podcast for, you know, most of our communication, um, that's how she found out that we were <laughs> going and dropping off games for Thanksgiving weekend. She's like, um, you didn't tell me we were making stops. And I'm like, they're on the way. It's fine. I promise. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I love when I get texts from Sydney. Like, you know, it's usually sometime on Tuesday and it just says something random and it takes me a minute to remember like, oh, yeah, yeah this is like a about? conversation that I was a part of at some point. <laughs> she was very excited about the cookie dough. We have to make plans to get you your cookie dough. Oh, we do need to do that. Um, oh, my gosh. We baked some of the stuff uh, Thanksgiving morning. We made one of the coffee cakes and the caramel rolls, which I also think you guys got some of the caramel rolls. So good. These things were wildly expensive for what they are because it was a children's fundraiser but man did they deliver (laughs) so i just got frost haven in and before we started recording we were talking about meeting up to play frost haven so maybe you have to come over here and bring my cookie dough and then we can play frost haven just the entire campaign because you're not going to come more than once so (laughs) yeah we'll just sit down and just one day you'll have to live there it's just bang it out yeah, and we also need to probably do a campaign of Arkham Horror the Card Game and at least two games of Cthulhu Death May Die. Spencer does owe me back. a weekend of him being in charge of our children for an entire weekend because uh, he's been deer hunting and business tripping a lot. 
But now I? he got his buck. We have more venison in our freezer than we need to own. Um, so if you want some <laughs> venison along with your cookie dough, let me know. I'm thinking we need to do this. We need to plan a weekend. Fletcher, you can come up. Kitty, come up. And you guys can just hang out here. We'll do a Friday, Saturday, or a Saturday. Well, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday is probably better. And yeah, crank out some games. We can even record like live. It. We haven't done that in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Bring venison. We'll cook it. Yes. So I do need to give uh, CJ a shout out on our way over to the family. I stopped at a steak and shake in Kalamazoo and he worked at Bell's. <laughs> so as I was dropping off games for him, he was giving me a case of Bell's and yeah, the Christmas ale, quite tasty and very effective in its holiday cheer. <laughs> extra jolly in every bottle it really really is it's quite good you were right by my mother-in-law's place if you stopped by bells yeah it's well on the way back we also drove through kalamazoo um i also met up with john uh at oh flint so dropping out some games there we had a family meetup john's drink some good tap water um no we did not actually drink any water in flint (laughs) we drove we, we pulled into a gas station off the highway, we exchanged things in the trunk, and then we drove away, um, which I'm sure was, happens in Flint all the time. So I think that's totally normal. <laughs> Poor Flint. But, yeah. Yep. Flint, home of, what, get a free shotgun when you open a bank account or something like that. So I was tempted to open a banking account, honestly, but um, I did not. You're almost like Santa Claus driving around and dropping off games for I everybody. was. And then we went Black Friday shopping. And you almost and had the same initials. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's true. But they're just backwards. Just reverse them. They're just backward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went Black Friday shopping and then loaded up the trunk and ended up having to give my gamer go bag to my niece, who was also driving back to Chicago. But I couldn't fit everything and the kids in the car. <laughs> So I had to make the tough call. Does she take one of the kids back to Chicago and I get him back in a few weeks or the games? It wasn't a slam dunk, but um, (laughs) yeah, she was she was more willing to take the the game. So I'm like, okay, fine. She wasn't completely not willing to take the kids, um, but she's just more willing to take the games. But yeah, that was that was it was a really good weekend. We came back on Saturday because we wanted to have a day off. And I wanted to pack up some games to send because I delivered a bunch of games and I still have a bunch of games I still need to deliver. So I'm like, I'm going to come back early Sunday. I'm going to pack up a bunch of games um, around 10 o'clock on Santa Sunday. Santa Claus gets gonna... it done all in one night. Yeah, that's that's just the best way to do it. But um, no, Sunday night around 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not packing up those games right now. But I'll do it tomorrow during the day. And that way, by the time we record, I can say I've packed up all these games. Um I have not packed up all the games yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> going to, I swear. I have the list all made up. I have all the addresses all <laughs> there. It's going to happen. Who's naughty and nice? Uh, yeah, checking the list. <laughs> um, no, there's, what do I have on here? Uh, I would say there's about 10 addresses that I need to ship to. Some of them will e- be easy. Some of them not so much. Although the bigger ones I was able to drop off. So that's good. I still owe. Yeah. I'm going to not look at this list because it makes me feel all guilty and stressed. (sighs) I'm not stressed. Um, All right. What do you guys feel about advent calendars? I had a really fun idea this year. (laughs) And it just didn't happen. And I'm feeling sad about it. So we have an advent calendar that's like basically a wooden box with little doors in it that you put things in each year. So I, my kid was really, really, really into puzzles for a little while. Player three was like, this is what I do. I do puzzles. He's a puzzle kid. I was like, great. So I got a Disney Christmas puzzle that the plan was I was going to complete the puzzle and then break it into 24 small sections and put one section in each box so that they could open it and put together that piece for the day and eventually put together the whole puzzle. And it would be very manageable for the kids because it'd only be like, you know, five, ten pieces at a time. But I never put the puzzle together. (laughs) So um, You're a bad mom. I'm a bad mom. 
and I have to now find something else to put inside our advent calendar because it is getting very close to shoving whatever Halloween candy is left on in there. (laughs) (laughs) You have three days. You could still do your original puzzle plan. I don't have time for that. So Courtney says she's making one. That is a real thing. (laughs) Courtney's making one right now. I bring it up because I, on the way back from Michigan, I picked up an advent case of beer from Bell's again. Um, (laughs) And so they give you 24 bottles in a case, and then you have one that's wrapped up, which is the 25th. And actually, before I I fin, before I ask the question, I want to ask because it's not about that. I haven't broke into those yet because it's not the first. Fletcher, what do you feel about advent calendars? Well, so uh, for those of you that don't know, I grew up, uh, you know, I was raised Jewish, (laughs) so not a lot of advent calendars in my life. However, I did get a few, and usually it's the cardboard advent calendar that, uh, you know, has the crappy chocolate inside. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're okay. Usually the chocolate isn't that great, and then you're not really looking forward to it every day, so you miss (laughs) a few days in a row, and then you're like, oh, I can do 9, 10, 11, and 12 today. So I was... Chocolate feast. I was kind of explaining them to Sydney because uh, she also grew up uh, Jewish, and and basically said, "So it's like Hanukkah with more days." And I'm like, "I guess but smaller, kind of much yeah, smaller but, scale." Yes, but then it, then she asked me, "It's like okay, but if there's 25 days and Christmas is normally on the 25th, right?" And I'm like, "Yes, it's normally on the 25th." <laughs> um, and. She's like, so do you open it on the 25th as well? And I'm like, huh. I mean, yes, I guess, but I don't know why. Most advent calendars only have 24 boxes, Chris. What? No. Yeah. Courtney is nodding with me. There are only 24 days of advent. Yeah. Yep. So now I'm very intrigued because why do I have 25 bells? One of them is a Christmas present. Because one is a Christmas gift that you open up on Christmas. Yeah, well, I did, that's why see, it's this, a special wrapped one. I'm I'm very intrigued. Now, do you know the history of the advent calendar? Like, what is it? I don't know the origin story of the advent calendar. I just assume that it's um, probably St. Nicholas related because he's got his fingers in all the Christmas stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to Vox.com and I'm because <laughs> I'm Googling, Googling this right this now. now. I am. Because, I, I, I mean, we're just talking about something, anything, right? Um but this says that Advent, <laughs> Advent calendars, calendars. So last year it was a 24 days long. This year it's 26 days long. So Christmas. So, all right. There are always four Sundays during Advent prior to Christmas, but Christmas could be any day of the week, which means the distance between the fourth Sunday of Advent and Christmas Day varies. So the length mm-hmm. of the season get, shifts from year to year. In 2016, Christmas fell on a Sunday, which means the season stretched over a total of 28 days. Last year it was 24 days. This year it's 26 days. I had no idea. I just thought, always thought it was the first. No. I thought it was always just, yeah, the first through the 24th. Oh, if we're talking on. about the liturgical season of Advent, I did know this. <laughs> but well, most oh. Advent calendars, because they are reused year by year, only stretch the 24 days of December before. There's an, yeah, and this next paragraph is interesting. Advent calendars, though, are more consistent. They all set up for a 24 or 25 day season, beginning December 1st and ending on Christmas Eve or sometimes Christmas Day. The reason for this is practical. Since the length of Advent seeness changes from year to year, it's easier to pick a fixed number of days for a calendar that can be reproduced or reused every season. It still doesn't explain to me why sometimes it's 24 or 25, but whatever. What is Advent? What is Advent? A liturgical season preceding Christmas? That's a 12 that's, day long season, not just a singular day. Not a 12 day long season. A yeah. 20 the 12 day days long of Christmas. No, well, Advent is 25 days or so, and Christmas is a 12 day long season. I didn't think, I thought the 12 days of Christmas was a completely made up thing and had nothing to do no. with it. That was just a song. Absolutely. <laughs> the liturgical season of Christmas is 12 days long. I'm and it goes from the birth of Jesus until Epiphany, where the wise men show up. I did not think we were going to get liturgical this week. You never know with this podcast. (laughs) This carol has its roots in 18th century England as a memory and forfeit game. There you go. Um, sung by Hey, British we brought it children. back to games. Who knew? We're, yeah, we're totally. <laughs> in the game, players had to remember all of the previous verses and had a new verse at the end. 
those unable to remember a verse paid a forfeit in the form of a kiss or a piece of candy to the others. Um, one theory, however, connects the carol to the era of Catholicism was outlawed in England from 1558 to 1829. The carol is said that has a something song for Catholics to learn the tenets of their faith as they openly practice angelic society. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, there, these verses, da, 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 da. In fact, are oh, the 12 days of Christmas are, in fact, days from December 25th, separating the birth of Jesus Christ, to the Epiph- Epiphany, Epiphany? Epiphany. Epiphany, celebrated on January 6th as the day when the manifestation of Christ's glory was realized. While sects of Christianity celebrate the 12 days differently, certain ones, such as Eastern Orthodox, consider the Epiphany to be the most important day. Some exchange gifts on the 12th day. I'm going to start exchanging gifts on January 6th. Not because of any epiphany, but because that sounds fun. (laughs) Then you can buy everything on clearance after Christmas Day. That is the trick. Yeah, this is something, you know, I have gotten up on my soapbox constantly about over the years because it drives me crazy when companies have the 12 days of deals before Christmas. (laughs) Like, it's not like you don't get it. (laughs) You are just showing your colors of you know, this is purely consumerism and has nothing to do with a Christmas holiday. So, but you know, whatever. So not everyone has to celebrate the same way. It's just my opinion. (laughs) Christopher just posted the advent calendar, exit the game advent calendar currently sold out. Um, The hunt for the golden book with 24 exciting riddles. Interesting. I am, I am tempted to, uh, Look that one up. I think that would be fun to give to families and whatnot. Mostly to the whatnots in our lives. All right. I have a cooking question. Okay. Yeah. Have either of you ever cooked with cast iron? Yes. Yes. Why? All the time. (laughs) Because it holds heat really well. And it's entirely oven safe. So usually I'll like brown something, like sear it on both sides and then finish it in the oven by just putting the same pan in the oven. Yep. Should I look into this? Because I was going to go down a YouTube rabbit hole of intro to cast iron cooking. Because um, background, we stopped at cra- uh, Creighton, Kraken Barrel, Creighton Barrel, Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel on the way home. And uh, <laughs> vastly different things. Really they are very different, different vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, actually, the store parts are pretty similar. But um, in any case, this no. one was the one that had <laughs> cast iron pans. And I'm like, maybe I should get a cast iron pan because it worked entangled and it seems like it'd be fun. But it I don't. Worked entangled. You can use it as a weapon? You can use it as a weapon or a shield or a cooking utensil. Like it just does so many things. I kind of want one. Yeah. Just get a, just get a cast iron pan. Um, I don't think it really matters the brand, but just get like a nice. Mine cast is iron pan. emeralds. Yeah, I that's think how I have, old. I, I think that dates my pan. <laughs> I think I have, I have one from Lodge, and I have like another one that I don't think has a name. But, but yeah, just go to Target and buy one. <clears throat> so, so what is the advantage? So, not- Terrence mentions he he cooks it for cooks cornbread. Michael's like he loves cooking in in cast iron. You just have to season it. So, season it is basically don't wash it. Apparently. Um, just well, don't wash uh, with soap. That's not that's not true. No, so <laughs> you can. The only thing that you shouldn't do with a cast iron pan is put it in the dishwasher. Do not put your cast iron pan in the dishwasher. You can wash your pan. Please wash your pan after you use it. You can use soap. Soap is okay. Just don't let it sit in soap for days. Don't let you know, it soak can, really in general. Don't Wait. you don't want it to like yeah you don't want it to soak. In Does water. the iron absorb Just, the soap? Yeah, it'll no. The no, iron, it just, abs- it's the wetness more than the soap. Yeah, it makes iron it rust. Will rust, right? So all all, all cast uh-huh. iron pans that you buy are pre-seasoned, so you just don't want to ruin the seasoning that's already there. Yeah, and the way that you ruin the seasoning is by leaving it in water and getting it wet for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, so you just have to dry it. it right away. So wash it and dry it, and you're good. So should you not use metal on it like all my other pans, or does that not break the seasoning? Doesn't, you can doesn't use, matter. You can use metal. Yeah, Whatever you utensils you want to use. Yeah. You can also get cast iron that is covered in enamel so that it has a lot of the same properties as cast iron, but a- you don't have a- to worry a- about the seasoning at Le all. Lake Crusade. Lake <laughs> Crusade is, yeah. is cast iron covered in enamel. Those are really good for, they're like Dutch ovens. And those are really great for, you can do things both on the stovetop and then put it in the oven. 
Um, yep. They're also really good for baking sourdough bread. Yep. So, Peter, yeah. Peter says that I can use metal on it because they're almost indestructible. Yes. They are pretty much indestructible. Yes. I, I mean, have seen people take like rusted out, disgusting looking pans and then yeah. restore them. And it is yeah. amazing to watch. Yeah, you can get a, you can, you, if you find a cast iron pan on the side of the road, you can restore it to new. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just sand it you down. You just need trash bags and oven cleaner. You just scour it, get all the rust off of it. You need to, you need to remove all the rust and then you have to reseason it and then you're good to go. And so when you season it, Terrence says he uses kosher salt and oil to clean it. Um, but how do you, like the seasoning is also the oil, right? Is you oil it down? So, if you want to, if you want to season a pan, you just use some uh, oil, something with a high, something that something kind of it's uh, a smoke a high, thing, um, smoke point. So peanut oil. Um, Between the two of us, we found the right rub, word. <laughs> yeah, high smoke point. So peanut oil is a good oil. Vegetable oil, you can also use olive oil. Not so great. You can use olive oil, but it has a lower smoke point. Um, you can you just rub it down, and then you can just put it like either in the oven or put it on. Um, on a burner on high, let it get nice and hot, make sure all the oil is absorbed and then like turn it off and let it sit until it cools down completely. Wipe off all the excess oil and you're good. We lost Chris. Apparently he went to go buy a cast. (laughs) I I was, I was like, Hmm, now it's turning off my heater, but But you don't need to season it all the time. You only need to season it like maybe once or twice a year and you're fine. So can I use it every single day and cook eggs in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can use it just like a normal pan. I will say its nonstick properties are not as miraculous as um, like a nonstick pan that like you're going to uh, have yeah. to scrub so egg you, out of it every day. So <laughs> if you get a Teflon pan, it's going to be great, right? Like Teflon is going to be the best for nonstick. However, they only last a year, maybe two before you have to throw them away. Mm-hmm. They're more maintenance, the cast iron. but I don't think so. I don't think it's any more maintenance than any other pan. I disagree. I'm very lazy. And so is Chris. <laughs> I am. What, what, what is more maintenance lazy. about it? Uh, so, there's there's just a little bit more elbow grease to cleaning them. Oh, I guess you're right. You can't throw it in the... So if you're used to throwing your pans in the dishwasher, you can't throw it in the dishwasher. I don't throw and them in the dishwasher, but I also don't wash them immediately after I'm done all the time. Sometimes... It's more like with a, with a Teflon pan, you like pick it up and you like touch it with the sponge and everything just falls off of it. And this, I have, yes. I've got like a scrub brush that I have to like use my arm so, to clean it. Here's the thing with a cast iron. You, do, you don't have to clean it right away, but you can't let it soak. Mm-hmm. So you can't put it in the sink and just pour water in it and like let it It just has to stay on the it. stove dirty. It, it just has to stay on the stove dirty as opposed to in the sink oh, dirty. Oh, then I, I can do that. That's, that's mm-hmm. my, yeah, you know, that works. Um, so maybe I just get one and just make skillet cookies in them all the time. Skillet cookies are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can do lots of things with a cast iron pan. You can make, you know, pan pizza. You can just cook with it like a normal pan. Hmm. But All like right. you said, it's great for things when you need to transfer, like from the stovetop to the oven. Just use the same pan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a cast iron pan. I might not get a full frying pan size. I might get like an eight inch versus like a ten <clears> inch. But no, get a ten inch. Eight get a big is one. Too small for anything. Yeah, get at least a ten inch. But I don't need if a ten bigger. inch skillet cookie. Get both. If you're only going to make skillet cookies, then okay, fine. But if you're going to do anything else, get at least a 10-inch pan. Um, The other thing you can do with it, and that I do with it sometimes, is uh, steak. If you ever want to make steak, Mm -hmm. you get your pan really, really hot. This is how you get a good crust on the outside of the steak because it has so much thermal mass, the the iron does, that um, you get it really hot until it's like smoking and then you can throw the steak on there and then with a normal pan it'll get cold not not cold but i mean it'll absorb all that heat really quickly but the iron it'll just continue to give off that heat mm-hmm. it is spencer's preferred way for me to make steaks and i'm not sure if that's just because he has to do actual grilling and that's like more work for him but he claims that <laughs> steaks out of the skillet taste better all right yes, i'm gonna try it out i do also, Don mentions that I have two kids, kids, so I do need a 10-inch skillet cookie. And he's not wrong. They do drive me that much insane. So after they go to sleep, I could definitely eat a 10-inch skillet cookie. Um, and then um, Christopher does mention that the bigger the pan, the more the bigger the bullets that'll block. So I I think, True. fine, I will get a 10-inch skillet 
But I'm going to wait till after Christmas. Because if anyone's listening and drew me in a name drawing and wants to get me something for Christmas, <laughs> a cast iron 10-inch skillet might be a gift to get as as far as that's concerned. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm kind of excited. I like cooking. I like cooking. Um, actually, my HelloFresh box is still sitting outside on the front porch, though, because I'm like, well, I don't want to put it away. It's about 30 degrees it's outside It's colder right out now. there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it can just stay out there for a while, and it'll be fine. But I, yeah, this lately, and I, like I said, I was going to title this, you know, Day Jobs. Um, my day job's been crazy. And over the, over the holiday, it was great. I didn't think of anything of it. And then Monday after a four-day weekend... I got nothing done. I didn't like, I didn't have, I didn't eat at all today until six o'clock at night. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just have no time to do anything. But, nice. um, yeah. Kitty, how's your day job? Non-existent. <laughs> Trade you. I mean, I have to keep two children alive and, um, I am trying to paint my house slowly, but surely right now I have paint in my hair. You I know, just realized the it. inside or the outside of the house. The inside. The outside, inside. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could put a puzzle together. Yeah, but then my children would see me doing it. Because they're always here. No, yeah, that is an issue. I really kind of love school because we just drop them off. They love it. They run to their classroom. Well, Becca runs to her classroom. Zachary tolerates his. And when we pick them up, they're happy and tired and hungry. And it's just, it's a really good time. One of my kids goes to school and the other one takes a sizable nap. So I am actually able to get quite a bit done. But um, I just don't have a place to like leave it in process where they won't ruin it. Yeah, I can see that. I have a lot of games left in process all over the place. I really need to clean up it up. All right. All right. That is my goal. Not tomorrow because tomorrow is crazy as well. But soon my goal is to actually ship out the two dozen games that are spoken for and put another two dozen games up on Discord. I'm going to do this. I swear. Um, let's talk about TGTCon number two. It is now almost December. We were talking about doing this in January. I think we don't have enough time to do it in January. February. <laughs> February sounds great. I think February sounds great. But if we're going to do it in February, then we have to start planning now. So right, is that going to be okay. the rest of this episode? I Let's think it's going to be planning. part of the episode. <laughs> because I think we need to actually pick a date. And if we do it with everyone listening, it's like We a have commitment. to stick to it. <laughs> right. So February. Um, when do we think? Let me open up my calendar. Oh man, calendars. Calendars. Um, what about? I mean, basically, all my February days are open. Yeah, I got. We're nothing. gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna do Friday night to Saturday night, and it's just gonna be twenty-four hour gameathon. You don't have to attend the entire time, but it will be running twenty-four hours, so people can play regardless of the time zone they're in, and. Valentine's Day, President's Day is Daddy Weekend. So President's Day is the 20th. And so that's 18, 19. So I think we're saying we don't want to do that. Or do do we want to do it on President's Day weekend, which is the 17th, 18th? I'm fine Seems with that. fine with me. All right. I'm going to put this in the calendar. TGT. And there's like 50 people right now saying, no. <laughs> um, I mean, no matter what day we pick, somebody's oh, yeah. going to have a conflict. So it's always exactly. the way. All right. So it is going to start at 6 p.m., mm, say 5 p.m. Central Time. Is Easter around that time in February? No. Um, I don't think so. At least it didn't pop up. Actually, maybe 8 p.m. Central Time. What is a good time to start on Friday night? Cause seven. Seven? Yeah, seven. All right. 7 p.m. Central Time, and it's going to go until the next day, which is Saturday, and it's going to go until 11 p.m. Saturday. So it's a little over 24 hours added to my calendar, I think. I don't know. My phone just flicked out. My phone's like, what are you going to do? All right. Also, (laughs) just for the record, this is how I communicate with Sydney. So, uh, Sydney, um, I just put it in our calendar. Um, Yeah, we're busy that weekend. So, hopefully that works. 
All right. Shared calendar done. All right. So that is our date, February 17th through 18th. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a tabletop events listing. Um, I will do that this weekend. And it'll be, there'll be like, I think it's a $2 admission or fee that I have to charge so that you can do tabletop events. So it'll cost you $2. Um, and then the events themselves, um, those won't cost you anything. But I'm going to let everyone set up their own events and basically set up their own times, what they want to run, when they want to run it. Um, we'll host a bunch of them. I'll put a bunch up too that are kind of like hosted by us. But um, yeah, and we'll do it similar to what we did last time. And it's going to be BGA primarily, but we can do other things as well. I know I just got my latest Summoner Wars packs in, and I wouldn't mind playing some online Summoner Wars with people. Um, and then we will definitely do another all like weekend tournament, but I'm going to set that up so it can kind of go past the week, I think, because I got to set that up so it doesn't like time us out the way it did last time. But all right, we good? I think so. I believe so. What's the game you're most looking forward to playing? And I really like real time. All my big games that I like, I like playing real time. So I think Great Western Trail real time is probably the one that I will always do. But Lost Rooms of Arnak <laughs> and Beyond the Sun, um, Hadrian's Wall. Maybe I'll get that done by February. <sighs> I need to take a week off work and then get an audience. I just need to find someone who wants to learn how to play or how to write Hadrian's Wall so they can just watch me code. I found that that is how I'm <laughs> best motivated is just by talking at I someone. will watch you code Hadrian's uh, Wall if you want to explain what you're doing. All right. All right. This is what I need you to do. You need to set up a time. Pick a day, pick a time, pick a couple hours, and we will do that. But you have to set the time because I can't set the time and motivate myself at the same time, if you know what I mean. Got it. What's it written in? Um, PHP, JavaScript, HTML, CSS, uh, SQL. Okay. You know, so just a handful of different languages. Just a handful of different things, yeah. most of which I don't really know. <laughs> and you have to jump through all of them at the same time. So people are saying I should do a live stream. Um, maybe. That sounds like web development to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me get back into it because I haven't, I literally haven't touched the code base in, I don't know, probably four or five months. Um, so Fletcher and I will get back into it. And then I will do a couple live stream of just coding. And that could be fun. I could do that. It is motivating. I, I really do like coding at an, with an audience. But um, when do you want to do it? Because uh, I mean, I could. I, I mean, we could do it like um, Thursday this week. Um, or do you need more time? What about Sunday? Can you do Sunday? I might be able to do Sunday. I can check my calendar. Like Sunday early afternoon. Let me. That I think work. I have to be on an airplane that day. Well, you can always like just get the internet on the plane, and then you can join us. Uh, have you not heard that? that just my family idiom <laughs> my younger sister asked my niece if she wanted to be the flower girl in her wedding and she said mm, i think i have to be on an airplane that day <laughs> <laughs> so now whenever there's something you don't want to do you just tell someone you have to be on an airplane that day uh, you have to be on an airplane mm, i think i have to be on an airplane that day you're not going anywhere you're just on an airplane yeah yeah. I love the way kids' minds work. <laughs> there is no sense. Nope. But it is awesome. I told Zachary today that he had to eat his chicken nuggets. If he ate three chicken nuggets, he could play his, his PBS games for 20 minutes. And he's like, hmm, how about 13 minutes? And I'm like, okay, deal. Because that's how kids think. So I made Hunter's Pie for dinner, which is Shepherd's Pie, but with venison. Um, and it was delicious, but I told my kids we were having Hunter's pie for dinner. And when it came out of the oven, my son was like, that's not a pie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that was fun, but he He loved it and he ate quite a bit of it. Once he got past the, like, it wasn't pumpkin. It wasn't apple. It wasn't cherry. It was meat and potatoes. Yeah. You think (laughs) he was like, "Ah, my, my wish worked. We're having pie for dinner. 
Yeah, my like liar, liar. My new least favorite thing Zachary does is he'll look at food. He's like, mm, I'm not going to eat that. They're like, Yes, you are. He's like, No, I'm not going to eat that. Like, Where did you get that from? I don't know. And then he switches to, I will only eat French fries and mac and cheese unless I put mac and cheese in front of him. And he's like, No, not that kind of mac and cheese. <laughs> <sighs> and that's when in my house you hear, Well, then I guess you're going to be hungry. That's, yeah, I'm like, that's fine. But this is all you're getting for dinner. So if you don't want it while it's warm, you can eat it while it's cold. And right. then he comes over <laughs> and he's like, um, I don't want this. I want it warm. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I love so, children. They are the best. Courtney says it gets worse until about 10. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks a lot. Although... Becca is amazing. She still will eat anything. She still loves pickles. She still loves everything spicy. She basically has my taste, my taste buds, and also a little bit of Sydney's because she'll eat onions, not raw, but she'll she'll eat them grilled, and she'll just eat anything. And I love it. I'm hoping it doesn't change. Zachary stopped eating things around the same age, but I'm really hoping it doesn't change. And yeah, Zachary though, he just like, nope, I will eat French fries. And that is it. They're such stinkers. Yeah. It does make it easy. They also eat SpaghettiOs with meatballs is now a new favorite thing. So I'm like. Interesting. I'm like, okay, we can do that. Because A, it's relatively cheap. And B, <laughs> it's still sort of food. At least there's protein. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a nutritional label on it, at least. So, okay. And you'll eat it. So, all right, but ah, kids, you got to love them. All right, Fletcher, when are you having kids? <laughs> um, not anytime soon. I have to check every once in a while. All right, what else are we talking about? Um, Nothing new? I don't know. Anything you're looking forward to? What are you looking forward to for Christmas? Oh, yeah, so did anyone do for- any Christmas shopping today? Uh, I did not yeah, today. We got all our... We got all our Christmas shopping done. I'm done with Christmas and Hanukkah shopping. All done. We just, uh, we went ham on, because it was just us. Like, um, we didn't have any, like, family ob- obligations or anything. So we went out shopping. We did everything that we needed to do. It's all done. It's all complete. It's great. I love it. Now we just have to wait for most, whatever we didn't buy in person is coming, you know, through Amazon or whatever. And uh, it's just all coming here. We need to wrap it up, but all done. I have barely started my Christmas shopping. I got player four, the light up bluey house on Amazon today Uh for their cyber Monday deal. I'm very excited about it. I did pick up some backpacks and bikes for the kids. So I figure it's about time that Zachary learned how to ride a real bike. So we got him a Spider-Man Huffy bike, um, which she sometimes listens to this podcast too. So I'll have to tell Sydney (laughs) to skip at this point. Um, and then I'm like, I can't get him a bike and not get Becca one because they're too close in age. So I got them the exact same thing because she actually likes Spider-Man more than he does. <laughs> and then they have these tiny little backpacks that they bring to school. But the problem is they don't really fit anything. So I got them both like Spider-Man backpacks. Normal sized. Normal yeah. sized ones. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that the bike thing works for Christmas present for like the big present. But otherwise... I got a few stocking stuffers, but I haven't really gotten anything else for them. My my mom, I think this year I don't want to buy anything for my kids. Is that wrong? <laughs> they just have so much stuff, and then they're going to get so, so much, much stuff, stuff from other people. Um, I just want to wrap underwear, and I, I I totally understand why my parents gave me socks and underwear as a kid. Now, yeah, uh, this is what you really need, even though you don't want it. I like gifting experiences. Yes. Um, but that's tricky because you can't really open them. Um, I like also uh, books. <laughs> they don't take up that much space. You've usually got room on your shelf for a couple more books. I'm really big into giving everyone books and pajamas and all my nieces and nephews are like, Ugh. <laughs> but they use them. They do. They just don't like them. It's not fun to open up. But I have the kind of kids and I love Peter's suggestion. Chinese finger <laughs> puzzles. I, I may do that. Um, so... I have the kind of kids that they open up the gift, and once they have it, they don't want to look at anything else. It's not about what's the next thing to open up. Is they just want to focus on what they just opened, and that's all they care about in the world. And that works great, but my mother-in-law 
is like, open the next one, open the next one. I'm like, just give them a moment because as soon as they go to the next thing, this thing doesn't exist anymore. They, right. Yeah, they're going to forget about it. So for uh, Christmas this year, I guess last year too, um, since Carmen's birthday is actually on the 23rd, um, we're going to go to Disneyland um, for a couple of days. And <laughs> Carmen was like, I don't know if we can do this again after uh after this year because now we're getting like older and is it weird to go to disneyland because it's normally a family place and i'm like no Carmen, i don't think families of four i don't think families of four can afford to go to disneyland no. anymore no <laughs> it's all millennials without you, kids yeah you have to be upper upper middle class at least and then you have to save up for a few months and you have to get like pre-buy your tickets like six months in advance i don't i don't know Oh, Don mentions sticker books. That's not a bad idea. I should get them some sticker books. They do love stickers. You have to be careful with the I kind also, of stickers, though. I really recommend the Water Wonder books. Or oh, like they Melissa love those. Doug. Those are great. Yes. I don't know what that is. What is Water Wonder? Oh, spoiler alert for what your kids are getting from me. <laughs> um, so, have you ever heard of a Buddha board? No. All right. So, basically, like. I- I can Google this. Yeah. Google Water Wonder board books or um, Buddha board. So Wait, I got your kids' I, Buddha boards. All right. Now I don't think that we're talking about the same thing. Well, the Water Wonder books, it's just like it's a white blank coloring book sheet with like a picture on it. And like you have like a pen full yeah, of water. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they, it looks yeah. like a marker, but you just get it wet and the page... Like and the page itself. turns into color. Yeah. So a Buddha board is basically the mm. same thing, except it's just blank and you draw the picture with the pen. And then once it dries out, you can draw it's again. It's gone. And you draw again. Yeah. All right. That is that is very cool. It's supposed I'm to be a very meditative practice. So yeah, I got your kids those for Christmas already. So All right. <laughs> what about what about Lego? Kids into Lego? Oh yeah, um, that's my kid's big present is gonna be some Camp Cretaceous Legos. <laughs> Yeah, my kids are into Lego, but they have so many of them. Um, yeah. Although he, I know that he's getting one, so there's certain of his of my Lego he's not allowed to touch, um, and all my Speed Racer, like my Speed Champion cars, it's like no, 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 no. Daddy puts those together, and then they sit over here on a table. You're not allowed to touch. So um, we do a cousins like gift drawing, and then we do a siblings gift drawing, and the the um. The cousin that drew Zachary is going to get him a Lego set of one of these cars so he can actually put it together and play with the car as opposed to not being allowed to touch it. So that'll be fun for him. But what about like a set that he can call? Not a set, but like um, a building thing he can call his own. I don't know, like a rector set. Yeah. Or the problem is, is that this. even so a thing? I or, have or Capsella. No, I have no impulse control. No Capsella. <laughs> So when I see something that I'm like, oh, I think the kids would like this, I just buy it and give that to them. So Christmas isn't really a once a year thing. It's just a time where they have to wait before they can open the thing that they normally don't have to wait because I, here, go play with this. <sighs> I'm a really bad parent. <laughs> or a really good one, depending on your point of view, really. But um, I was going to say, no, your kids I mean, don't you're think making so. The job. <laughs> yeah. You're making the job difficult for yourself because you've already given them a bunch of exactly. Stuff Whereas my poor kid has on. been waiting months for Camp Cretaceous Legos and Transformers toys because that's all he wants in this world. Oh, I loved Transformers when I was a kid. Yeah, my kid. If I were smart, absolutely like, loves Transformers. <laughs> like two months ago, I got Becca an iPad because I'm like she's been kind of fighting over Zachary. Two months like, ago. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I could have waited till Christmas, but I'm like, but she needs it now. And, you know, she loves it. Like, it's adorable. She grabs it and she she just like, she'll draw. She knows all the different things and how to change the brushes and the styles and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, go at it. Um, but yeah, that's my problem is it's like, oh, they need this or they would like this. And then I just get it. And when they get older, maybe I'll be more self-controlled and not get them things just because I think they'll like it make them wait i don't know i haven't decided yet i kind of like the idea of like hanukkah so we do hanukkah as well i don't sydney does hanukkah so they get a gift whenever that is and i always ask like when's hanukkah and i gotta hold a subscription as to when that is it falls over christmas this year yeah that's what i was gonna i was gonna say it's like it changes all the time and you can't google it because 
who can spell Hanukkah. Um, <laughs> so, it changes all the time in you know the cal- the calendar that we use, but yes. in the Hebrew calendar, it does not change. Apparently not. So yeah, so Hanukkah or Chanaka or however you want to call it um, is December 18th through the 26th this year. So they're going to open up a little gift on the 18th, 19th, 20, 21, 20. And then 25th, they open up these great gifts. And on the 26th, and here's a little gift again. Um, So somehow (laughs) we have to like make that work out. But uh, (sighs) Michael asked if the kids like making music and possibly adding GarageBand to their iPads. That's not a bad idea. That might be kind of fun. I think Zachary could do it now. But I don't know if it would keep his interest. I think Becca would really like that, but probably a year or so away from being able to do that. But I might be able to find some like toddler level music stuff. I need to look for some of that stuff. I feel like even Jesse got their kid like some very fancy like kid drum machine basically type thing. Yeah, that would be fun. I think. And have they have what headphones. It is. So I've I've attached their own little kid earmuff headphones to their iPads, which is awesome because if they want to be awake and we want to watch something on tv that they shouldn't watch we just put them the headphones on and put them in their ipad and they just kind of disappear and so they could play all kinds of loud music and just put the headphones on and i'd be completely fine with that Hmm. but i don't know i need to figure out well i don't need to figure out but um sydney every year has like a theme that she does for hanukkah so i don't know what the theme is this year But it's always really fun, so I like it. A good electric drum set is only $700, says Christopher. You are a bad influence. (laughs) It might be a little too much for your kids right now. Yeah, You can actually get them probably cheaper. Um, Do they have any interest in I was literally telling Sydney the other day, I'm like, I really want to push Zachary into playing the drums as, like, his instrument. Because, A, being a drummer is cool. And B, if we push hard enough, he won't want to be a drummer, so I would never have to worry about it. So Yeah, but I even wanted, if you just play the drums. have one day of drums in your house, man. That's why you get an electric kit. Yeah. So I wanted to play the drums, and my, my dad was like, um, how about the guitar? I have a guitar. <laughs> I, can teach you to, I can teach you how to play the guitar. And I'm like, no, I, want to, I really want to play the drums. And they're like, no. <laughs> I think we're going to get an electric kit. We're sticking piano lessons for our kids because I did not like piano lessons. Nobody likes piano lessons, but I want to, (laughs) I I want to learn how to play the drums, not piano. I think though, the piano lessons actually make you understand music way better than so many other instruments. Um, Having taken the violin for years. Um, I don't know if I do. If you don't, you don't because, understand music. I mean, because I, I was forced to do something I didn't want to do, so I was totally tuned out. I was like, "This is not what I want to do. I want to play the drums, and yeah. I'm not interested in this." Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on like the level of interest and commitment. And I was not committed, and I was not interested, and I was tuned out the entire time. <laughs> so the time. trick is saying you cannot play the piano, but I'm going to get this piano and I'm going to stick it in the corner over here that you can't touch, and that'll work. I mean, I don't know. I liked playing violin. I just wasn't very good at it, I don't think. It's very screechy it is when very you're not good at it and you're a child. <laughs> I like Peter's yeah, suggestion, that's though. That's true for... Get him a calculus textbook, which, honestly, not at, not at three and four, but when I was young, I had a college math book or math textbook, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I didn't understand <laughs> any of it, but I really, really wanted to, and I loved flipping through that thing. It's like so I heavy. I probably and it's like, have some old physics books under my bed at my parents' house because I'm lazy. I never got rid of them. Yeah. I think like that kind of stuff is really cool, but maybe not at four. I need to get him to start actually reading first. At least he's starting, <laughs> he starting yeah. to recognize some words. He, he can pick his name and Becca's name out of like a list of names. So I'm like, okay, that's a start. Well, I can start there. <laughs> Terrence says they're Sydney's kids too, so I should install Excel on the iPad so I can start doing spreadsheets. But I will, it'll be Google Sheets because everyone should be using Google and over Office. It's there's just so much advantage to it. I wrote a report once at work numbers. as to why I don't like. Yeah, no, no, no. no the Mac <laughs> stuff is not good. Oh, you made John pick up his phone. 
<laughs> Angry typing. <laughs> yeah. I, I did once write a comparative summary of why Google um, Google Docs and Google Sheets was better than Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel. Um, and I think I made a really good point. I'm not saying... So John says Office is superior. And I'm not saying that in general, that isn't true. The problem with Office is it's so local. And... Even with all the like the Dropbox sharing and the Office 365 sharing and all of that, none of it does it as well as Google does. And so that's that's why it's just better. Nah, John's John's trying to I'm gonna show Joe, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. I am gonna make I think I posted an article at this one time. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find my white paper as why you should always use Microsoft um or why you should always use Google over Microsoft for uh, slides, so presentations, spreadsheets, and Word documents. And I'm going to share that out. I'm going to find it. I will share it. It is the best. And start Googling it, not or YouTubing it. You'll go down a rabbit hole and you'll be like, oh, wow, Google really is better because there's a ton of features there. Um, I did. I made a great Google spreadsheet for TGTCon. Just saying. You couldn't have done that with Excel. John's waving his hand. Tell me how you do that in Excel. I'm just going to email this zipped Excel file to everybody and you guys make your changes and send it back to me and then I'll merge them all together. No, Google Sheets. All right, we've talked long about something. (laughs) You guys have anything else to add? (laughs) Uh, I don't even know. So I just wanted everyone, everyone should know if you've made it this far, this is what our pre-show conversations basically are. Normally Except the listeners are heard. (laughs) Instead of just recited there. But they're still like we're getting we're getting feedback. Oh, Christopher, we are getting live comments, just all in our voice. (laughs) Yeah, Um, 3D printing update. I'm working on an insert for the new Arkham Horror LCG campaign boxes, so I can store all my campaigns in there and like pull them out in little you know trays, so they can just be like all set up when I pull it out. So that's what I'm working on there. I should be getting the Anchor M5 Kickstarter um, in about two weeks, I think. It's Somewhere between a week and two weeks, that'll show up, which is a huge upgrade to my current printer. Um, and it should print much faster and easier. So really looking forward to that. I haven't printed anything in resin in a while, but I think I'm going to because I got um, a bunch of STLs that I want to try out and print out. So I'll be firing that up shortly. I, I just ordered some new cleaning buckets so that I can actually clean the resins um, or clean the prints after they're done, which was kind of holding me up because my cleaning solution and the bucket I was had it in is like, ah, it's going to take me forever to get that back up and workable. So I just bought a new bucket for 20 bucks and now it should be fine. Um, but yeah, I will print, I'll post show videos of not videos, but pictures of that, of those results on discord and YouTube videos. I don't know. I bite off way more than I can chew. There's so much to do. <laughs> Fortunately, Kitty's volunteered to be take lead on the TGT con stuff. So that'll be one thing off my plate. So that's kind of nice. Um, and then Fletcher's like, no, 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 I will assist. I want to be your co support in this. So I'm like, okay, fine. Um, you guys didn't hear that. Cause they, <laughs> they texted it to me. Um, and then, you know, so I just want you guys to know, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> conspicuous silence. Uh-huh. No one can hear the conspicuous silence because I cut it automatically. Yeah. But now that you've said it, everyone knows it sort of existed at some point. There used All to right. be a lot of silence there. <laughs> there used to be. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's get out of here. And hopefully this wasn't entirely totally boring. But you know, if if you've made it this far, um, Sorry. Not all episodes can be winners, okay? Some of them are just not going to be great. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about games, probably. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be part of our live recordings Monday nights at 8.30 Central Time. Join our Discord to continue the conversation. It's where you can join us and other listeners in a constant stream of online games on Board Game Arena. The show notes have the links you need, and you can always go to tabletopgametalk.com for more information and to search our growing archive of episodes. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayash, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Dudd, Marina Stevens, 
Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yandikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yossi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Racky, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan C., Darren McClellan, David Garner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Christy Keel, Monica Witchman, and Michael 27. <laughs> and thanks to anyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us, past, present, and future, especially future. Um, if you'd like to be one of those future patrons that becomes a present patron, links are in the show notes. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. Uh, so should we do a top 10 next week? Why? Because Chris doesn't oh. have any better ideas. No, no, no. I have 10 <laughs> games I can talk about. I'm just wondering if you guys can come up with 10 games that you want to talk about. How about top 10 games that you think would work well for holiday gifts? Is that different than the one we did two and a half years ago? Three years ago? I'm sure there's 10 new games. 10 games I hate about you. <laughs> hmm, maybe we'll do that.